The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. The story that I am about to tell you is one that I am so proud of because it has to do with my mother, Alas Schelling. My mother, Mrs. Hindi Crone, who I learned writing from and who I was very, very close to, she wrote a book. It's called The Way It Was, Growing Up in Jewish Philadelphia, in the 1920s and 1930s. It was published by Art Scroll, and in there she talks about Mesir Snefesh for Mitzvahs. Now, my mother never went to a Beis Yaakov. She went to public school in Philadelphia, and but she grew up the frumest person that you could possibly imagine. Her Yer Shemayim and her Elachite was absolutely incredible. And so, therefore, the name of this presentation is called The Sanctity of Shabbos. And in there she writes that when she was 16 years old, it was in the early 1930s, at the end of the 1920s, I never even knew how old she was, she never told me, but she had a job as a bookkeeper in a Yiddish company. Now, the fellow presumably was a Shema Shabbos, but he did not necessarily hire girls that were only Shema Shabbos. He just wanted the best and the brightest girls to work in his office. And my mother, Baruch Hashem, was a very bright woman, even as a child. She was one of six, uh, seven in the family. She had six brothers, no sisters. And she was very, very tenacious in anything that she believed in, in Torah and Yerushimayim and mitzvahs. And she came to work, and the first time that she worked in this fellow's office was in the springtime. And of course, Fridays were very long. So every day she would work from 8.30 to 6.30, and it was no problem. But as the summer and autumn got on, and now soon it was in the winter, and she had to leave early. Now, she was afraid to tell Mr. Stein, who was the owner, that she was gonna be leaving early. Many times he would leave early Friday afternoon, not necessarily because of Shabbos, but because you know he was the owner of the company. He could leave whenever he wanted. And she would leave so that she would always get home for Shabbos in time before Lichtmenschen. Now, she lived, as she told me, and as she writes here, 24 blocks away from where she worked, except in Philadelphia, they were not called blocks, they were called squares, 24 squares. And she knew that she had to leave an hour and a half for travel time to get the buses, the trolleys actually, there were no buses there, there were trolleys, and it would take her that much time until the trolleys finally came and they made all the stops and that she was able to get home before Lichtbenchen. It happened one Friday afternoon. She had so much work to do. And Mr. Stein, who was not an easy person to get along with, came in and said to her, Edith, that was her English name, how long are you gonna be here today? She said, well, I'm gonna try to finish it, but I've gotta get home before Shabbos. He said, you could stay to 3.30, you'll be able to finish it. And he walked out. She knew there was no way that she could be there till 3.30 because Licht mentioned that Friday afternoon was 4.18 and there was no way that she could get home before Shabbos if she left at 3.30. Well, she watched him leave the office and shortly afterwards, there was so much work to do. She knew she'd be fired next week, but she wasn't gonna be on Chal Shabbos. And she was afraid, what happens if she doesn't make the bus on time? She can't be carrying. So she left her purse 
in the office and took one token for the bus. She came to where the trolley was, and the trolley wasn't there. It usually was there all the time. It was almost like clockwork. But that Friday afternoon, it wasn't. So she started running because she wanted to get home before Shabbos. She wasn't going to wake for the trolley. Now, my mother was a tomboy. I don't know if you know what a tomboy is. But a tomboy is somebody that is a girl but sometimes acts like a boy. And she had, like I say, six brothers. And so she could throw a ball, you know, just like they did because she always played with them. She told me, she took the token out of her pocket. She wound up like a pitcher and she just threw it as far as she could. And she told me, she said, Hashem, this is for you. And of course, she wasn't going to carry the token. And she started running. And of course, the names of the streets, Thompson and Columbus, and Montgomery and Cumberland. She was running on 6th Street. She told me she knocked into a lady that never knocked off the packages. And she tried to pick them up for the lady, but she had to run home. By the time she came home, she was sure that her father had already gone to show what she did. And I'm named Pesach Yosef after her father. And then finally she came, and it was already after Lichbenshin. She thought she would start crying when she saw her mother. But her mother... The house smelled so Shabbistic. We all know what it means when a house smells Shabbistic. And it looked so fresh and so clean. And the licht were on the table. And she just fell into her mother's arms. And she said, don't worry. I kind of figured that you had to walk. Her mother was so smart. Her mother, Leah, my sister's named after her. And they spent a wonderful Shabbos. And she told me Monday morning when she came to work, she was just waiting for Mr. Stein to come in and say, you're fired. Mr. Stein came in and he said to her, How long did you stay Friday afternoon, Edith? And she didn't want to answer that question. So she said, Mr. Stein, I stayed long enough and finished as much as I could, but I had to walk home. I could no longer take the trolley. It was too close to Shabbos. He said, You walked home all the way? She said, Yeah. He didn't say anything. She was just waiting that he should have the secretary come in, give her the check, and fire her. He avoided her on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. He didn't say a word a whole week. Friday afternoon, about 12 o'clock, he came over to her desk and said, Edith, I know you had to walk last week. I don't ever want you to have to do that again. You could leave two hours early. And from then on, every Friday, and the short winter days, she was able to leave two hours. And then as he walked away, he muttered under his breath to one of his secretaries. He didn't think my mother heard it. And what he said was, sometimes you can learn something even from a kid. And he realized her Messiris Nefesh. And she did have a tremendous amount of Messiris Nefesh. You had to see how she davened and how she read Senator Enna. She was in the most elcha person I ever met. No Beisiakov education. But she had great parents, and she had great Messiah Snefesh, especially for Shabbos. Want to read a great book? Read about the way it was. I remember Rav David Trink, who's a cousin of mine, we all know, such a great Machanach, and he would read these stories to his children. Somebody just told me that in Eretz Yisrael, Sarah Finkel, who was the mother of Rabnasan Sri Finkel, who recently passed away. She also read this book and loved it. 
You see, today in America, we don't realize what Messiris Nefesh for Shabbos is. For Hashem, we live in a great country. But read this book. You'll see what it meant growing up for Shabbos and then be able to build Deiris after that. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.